How's it going, everyone? Welcome to episode three of the podcast. I can't wait for this one. Um, I'm here with Eleanor Davis, the founder of The Point Magazine, and one of my good friends, and one of my first really like friends who was into creative things in general as well. Um, so yeah, here's Eleanor. Say hi to everyone. Tell them about yourself. Hi, thanks, Max. It's so nice. Um, so I founded The Point, which was our school's fashion magazine. Um, and I founded it after freshman year. And now, you know, I graduated and I'm living in DC working in design. Um, and yeah, The Point is still at Fairfield. And I'm super excited to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. So where are you from, like before Fairfield? Um, I'm from Short Hills, New Jersey, which is like, it's like 30 minutes outside of New York. Okay. And then why'd you choose Fairfield? Um, I chose Fairfield because I'd had some family members go and love it. And I love the beach and I am very inspired by my surroundings. I've kind of always been like a creative kid. So I knew that I had to go somewhere that was like beautiful and, you know, the sprawling greens and ocean, the whole thing. So a lot of it had to do with the aesthetic, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so I asked just because that is a huge part of what the point is. Mm -hmm. And I guess just to dive straight into it. So do you want to tell like how you got the idea for starting the point? I guess kind of what got you into the fashion kind of lifestyle um before making it and then we can explain what the point is and relevance to Fairfield yeah so um I decided to start the point because freshman year of college I I think this is a super common feeling but I just really wasn't inspired by anything um you know you focus on school and focus on making friends and you forget about anything that like ever interests you before um And so, you know, I went home in May and kind of was just having this moment where I was like, I need to find a reason that this is going to be like a good experience for myself. Um, And, you know, I've always loved fashion, but I have never found that like the industry is super accepting. Um, So I, I kind of was just like, what if I just created a new platform where people could, you know, post and create and have a lot of freedom over, you know, the content that they want to put out there for other people. Um, So yeah, I literally just made an Instagram and bought a domain and kind of just freestyled it. Now, um, so obviously there's a ton of people involved and especially now that you're gone, but was, were you the, like at first, was it just you or when did you start Cause I know you kind of had a core team. When yeah. did you start putting that together? Um, I think that it was just me for a little while. I started it in May. So like we had just left school and I made it and I started to follow people on Instagram and post like promotional stuff, like examples of content that we would create in the future and you know like job listings for people who wanted to join and then by the time the school year started I probably had like 15 or 20 people who 
were pretty serious about joining and helping. Um, so yeah, I mean the team, like who was on the team kind of filtered in and out a lot in college, like people, you know, really want to do it for a semester and then they get busy and move on. And, you know, it, it's been a lot of different people over the years, but I think that the best like team, Max, you probably agree. The best team that we had for it was senior year when we had like, you know, two podcasts and a food page and a mental health awareness page and like people in our grade really wanted to join and like create something because we were all bored living on the beach. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that probably played into too, that like you were, it was your grade too. So it was everyone who's immediately around you. Yeah. Who, like kind of understood your vision and what you wanted for it. Um, and for anyone who's listening who isn't from Fairfield, just for what the point is. So at Fairfield University senior year, you live off campus on the beach for the most part on Fairfield Beach Road. And at the beginning of it where it meets Reef Road, there's like a, best way I describe it is like a gated, little gated area with a bunch of mm-hmm. small college houses and it goes out towards the beach and there's a concrete, I guess, essentially backyard like slab before it hits the sand. And it's where everyone parties and day drinks and enjoys the beach. And, but it's, take, yeah, so it's takes photos. And so it's got this, aesthetic that is just Fairfield now that I, I guess is the best way to put it and it's more so I guess it's more so girls like the way girls dress and I don't know if like take it seriously is the best word to use but how would I you think it's a mix of you know people take their outfits so seriously but there's also like a component where you know like cowboy hats are never questioned that's how like often they're worn yeah and you know you could see people in like wigs and boas and you know crazy costumes and somehow it was like fashionable because I don't like there was something that was very like you know in your basement growing up you have like a costume closet and you'd like go in there and you like put a boa on we don't have basements in California but I get what you're thinking Okay, New Jersey, we have basements with costume closets. And there was something very like costume closety about specifically living on the beach where like you were borrowing all your friends' clothes, but you were also like kind of dressing up ridiculously all the time, wearing outfits that like, you know, now that we're like real people aren't maybe socially appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. That's kind of just the inspiration behind the whole thing. And pre-pandemic, when like we were allowed to party and have fun, um, the point would, I would basically carry my camera everywhere, take photos of people's outfits on Saturday, and then Monday morning, post them all. But that doesn't really happen anymore because of the pandemic and, you know, people aren't really partying as much. Bringing a camera to parties is like a cheat code. It just attracts attention to you. It's so much, it's so fun. I mean, it was like my accessory last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that I ever went out on a Saturday without some sort of camera, whether it be like my actual Nikon or a film camera or a disposable camera. Yeah. And now I have 
15,000 photos of my friends. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what was, so you started it, you kind of built your core team and then you, one thing I loved about it and I, and cause it's kind of how I started getting into the creative stuff too, was at first through the point, you were like the first person to ever hit me up and was like, yo, this is cool. Let's share this. And we did the shoot for when I was cutting up all like the different designer bags and stuff like that. We mm -hmm. just, with Donnie and we we're at like the skate park and down, on, uh, down by the beach. Um, but I'd like never met you before. And we did that, which was a lot of fun. And then just from there, we just would see each other out and became friends. And then when What A Wonderful Life start, started, the best way to kind of spread it and like, I guess, integrate it through Fairfield was with the point. And then you came like the only other person who's really, I guess, helped with content or work on What A Wonderful Life. So for anyone who's looked at the Instagram and sees you know if you go to the bottom now there's the entire part that's like the collage that kind of flows together Eleanor did all that I just would send her pictures and I would be like I need an Instagram picture today and she'd get it done um like hug over in bed with my iPad like oh yeah, yeah. we have like actual graphic design homework too yeah which I never did but yeah that was that was so interesting because it's like you didn't really learn much to do anything in that class. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about most of like the creative classes that I took in college. And, you know, this is not, I'm not slandering like Fairfield or any like higher education, but I like taught myself graphic design in high school and you know, I needed it on my resume mm -hmm. with like a backing from a university, but like I didn't learn anything in the graphic design class that we took. Um, and okay. I never really did any of the work. I passed obviously, but like, it just wasn't, I, I didn't want, I wasn't interested in like creating a logo for a fake brand when I was like working on your brand, working on my brand, working on like the 10 other random people in college who would reach out to me and be like, hi, I want to start a brand. Like, will you make me a logo <laughs> and run my social media, which would happen like every week, you know? So. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. I mean, I learned more about graphic design in the past six months on my own than I did. But it was nice. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I get, it's like nice to be able to be like, oh, I'm a graphic design minor. Or yeah major, whatever uh, did you minor major minored okay yeah that's what I did um but I don't know yeah it's more of like a resume thing to be like oh I actually like have yes already doing this yeah this my work um but I mean the other thing I want to touch on that you did an incredible job of and what so like I was saying that made me feel so included was you it was like for everyone like it was a very inclusive platform which I think is very hard to find in college not in like an intent not that intentional but like I think also at such bigger schools like anything like that will get very like niche or 
just like it would be targeted toward one group and where like the point was more targeted towards girls but there's still like male content there's still stuff for everyone um, yeah i think you always did a great job of and so you guys and you guys had i mean you had jimmy doing the cooking show or the food show yeah and then last i mean honestly the whole thing like from the beginning was really aimed just to like make friends find people who are interested in doing the same things as each other and like put us in a group and see what we could do and like i didn't know you freshman year max mm-hmm. but i didn't know james and i didn't know like half i didn't know really kelsey and you know at the end of college we had all these like friends who you're basically like friends with because you're all interested in the same things but i don't i think that that probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't have like this thing in common that we were all working on and like working towards. Yeah, 100%. It's so different having, like having a friend. It's, I guess it's, it's the same thing as like being an athlete and like having a friend who's your teammate who's also an athlete. Like having a friend who's also a creative is such like a similar feeling, I guess. Cause I've had, mm-hmm. where it's just someone who knows kind of what you're dealing with. And that was almost that like, when you're doing anything creative it's such a talk about last episode with hunter a bit it's a very like lonely process and so it's nice to have someone who understands that who you can bounce ideas off of because you're not yeah. worried about them just being like oh like, i don't get this or like why why is this why are you working for this like, i remember right. i had a friend who he like he couldn't even wrap he couldn't wrap that around the fact of why I liked wearing like a Louis Vuitton belt with my suit. He's like, I don't get it. It's like, there's no point. I was like, I, I just think it's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Like there, was, there wasn't any more explanation to it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I found you because Kelsey showed me your Instagram and I like reached out to you over a summer or something. Yeah, and over the summer and then when we got back to school but for some reason like when I reach I mean I've reached out to so many creative people and you know for interviews and sometimes they say yes and sometimes they say no and sometimes they become your best friend and whatever but you know you you stop being afraid of like talking to other creative people when you realize that like you know we all kind of have minds that work the same way. Mm-hmm. Like you could show me something and I could understand it completely differently than like someone who can't see the vision of like a Louis Vuitton belt with a suit. Oh yeah, exactly. It's, it's crazy. And that's why it's what, that's why I'm jealous of people who are like in the situation where say, uh, they're like a best friend or someone they work with and do the creative stuff with, but they're like in the same place at the same time where they can just like grind workout or mm-hmm. constantly be like banging ideas off of each other to um, just because you get to a point where you're making stuff on your own, I feel like, and you might think it's the well, cool. Is that, even, is that not you and Luke? It, it is, but just like even just not being in the same place, it's like tough or like working on the same projects um yeah. just have our own stuff going on but 
in a sense where like I can be like I think this is the coolest logo in the world I just made it and then having someone who could be who can kind of check you a bit and be um just like oh like this change this a bit make it better but be like what's the same vision um Mm -hmm. why is be part of like a creative team or be contributing to another creative outlet whenever with you and for the point it was always so much fun I had never hadn't done a photo shoot since my parents made me model when I was in like third grade. I was on the cover of a magazine. It was pretty cool. But uh, mom photos. <laughs> oh, I forgot she did at graduation. That's uh, that's hilarious. But <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. But uh, I hadn't like done anything like that before we did a photo shoot right before I released the one of fly sweatshirt for the first time. And so as, fun. As uncomfortable as it was at first, it, by the end of it, it was so much fun. And now so much fun. I like, enjoy doing it. Not that I'm a model or anything, but <laughs> you're a model, please. If you can smile on the other side of a photo, you're a model. I, when I was um, doing the shoot with Kelsey, we were both like, Usually Eleanor just tells us like how to where to go <laughs> or what to do. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. But it's yeah. so funny. How many how many of my friends did I force to get behind the camera during college? I think every single one of them. Oh yeah, and it gave them, but it gave them such cool experiences. Like because that's not as much as ever, like girls take pictures of each other and stuff and you know, post on Instagram. Just mm-hmm. taking that like extra. I'm gonna get that up or get a couple of outfits together and then take actual pictures. It's it's a cool experience. It makes you feel I don't know, so it's, fun. It gets like a weird self confidence booster too. Ugh, Max, you're making me miss it. So, <laughs> um, how much? <laughs> well, I guess since you said you're missing it, how much are you involved now with the point? Did you hand it completely over to? Um, I handed it pretty much completely over to um, Caroline and Lauren and they're doing a great job. Um, I've hopped on a few Zoom calls with them and like met a few of the new girls and it's kind of a surreal experience. Um, I don't know. I didn't really like, we talked about this a lot last year, but I thought for a second about like taking it with me and what that would mean. And I didn't which I think was a hundred percent the right decision mm-hmm. because the point doesn't exist outside of those cement barriers. Um, but, you know, it's definitely weird because you go from like, I basically could do whatever I wanted creatively, you know, like I wanted to make a time capsule. So I like posted on Instagram and was like, we're making a time capsule and people yeah. sent me like thousands of photos or I wanted to have like a cowboy themed photo shoot or like a valent, like, you know, you can pretty much do anything when it's yours. And now, you know, I don't have that ability to just kind of like create whatever I want. And it's weird, but it also makes like the experience when you do get to create better. Yeah, I understand that completely. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Cause I definitely think, cause I've had like the thoughts of like with Warm for Life taking it various places, but now I think about like, oh, this is just gonna drag it too far away from 
the core yeah. meaning behind the brand and like the mental health awareness and what I'm trying to do with the podcast and like a storytelling platform for people. Um, but I think keeping the point to, you know, what it is and letting, I think it's cool that it's staying alive like past you and it's getting handed down and letting other people grow it. Cause it keeps that original platform that you had of give like giving a space for people to almost just like put their content out and express it. Yeah. Um, it keeps it going. It's almost like handing it down grade by grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how, uh, how far it goes. It'll be interesting to keep watching. What but. are you doing now design wise and DC and stuff? Um, I work for an interior designer, Zoe Feldman Design. It's in Georgetown. Um, and I'm the CEO's assistant. So I pretty much just get to follow her around and like live her life with her. Um, it's, you know, a pretty big size interior design firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the people who work there are, you know, a little bit older than me. Um, but in similar shoes that like, we're all kind of young and like new to a city. And so, you know, they've become some of my best friends and they're all like super creative. And we have this workplace where like people get to creatively like riff off of each other. And it looks a little bit different than what I'm used to because it's like design, like interior design instead of like graphic design or fashion or like logos and stuff like that. but I really like it. It's pretty cool. It's probably just helping learn more elements of design. And it's cool, kind of, especially as you're doing something on your own, because you have to pick up all the different kind of tools. Like you're starting graphic design. And it's like, oh, I need to learn a bit about fashion because I want to do some clothes. Then it's, oh, I need to earn, learn how to edit because I want to do a video. And then, so I think it's kind of the same with design where learning the different types it's all different elements that kind of go across it like drawing yeah yeah it's like art in general like drawing painting they all have elements that go together and so I think interior design is cool. it's something I don't know a ton about I would love to learn more about I yeah I mean I didn't know I didn't really I interned for um a interior design firm during college for a semester um but I was like doing their marketing. So I didn't really have a lot to do with the actual design process, but it's really cool. It's kind of similar like to like the beginning stages are similar to like what you do when you create like a line, like you pull like the colors and the images and you know, the fonts and all that stuff. So it's really not that different. You're just designing a space instead of a sweatshirt or hat. Yeah. Are you doing any creative stuff on your own right now outside of work? Um, I'm working on something, but it's very early stages. I've been having a creative block the past few months, um, which, you know, I think everyone's had before and they can be a little scary, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got that. I've definitely dealt with those or the, I have, I'll have creative blocks or I'll, I'll have ones where I'll feel like I have like a million ideas in my head, but I don't know how to execute any of them or to, yeah. or to start on any of them. 
but yeah, it is, it's scary because it's annoying. It feels like, it, feel, it, it feels like, kind of like you said earlier, you can't put, you can't get like words out that you want mm-hmm. and express yeah. in a certain way. And yeah, I, yeah. I mean, they, they obviously suck. I think it's like, if I was a, you know, author, they call it writer's block, but it just feels like your brain isn't like functioning correctly. If you can't like create what you can imagine so like clearly in your head. Um, And I had another creative block, like right before I thought of the point. So I'm not as scared as I was before. (laughs) But sometimes it does feel like you'll never have another creative thought in your life. And that is like a scary thought. Yeah, it's definitely terrifying i've had multiple of those with with what a wonderful life pretty much after like i feel like after every time i do a job or something i'm like this is the one yeah i mean part of me feels like maybe i should just go my go get my mba but (laughs) i can like see what i want to create but can't like put a name on it or figure out like for me i'm so visual i can't like see like color around it or like what it's going to look like on a screen. It's, it's weird. I don't really know. <laughs> I got you though. Yeah, no, I mean, all, all these ideas like take so much time. And the second you think you, I feel, for me at least, the second I feel like I have it, and I'm like, I got it. I got the great idea. Within like 10 minutes, I can be, never mind. That was terrible. Why did I even think about that? And then you just start, you start second guessing. You start just like, I'll start working on something and halfway through it, I would realize it's not going to end up how I want it. And then just stop. It's like a spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it usually happens between like midnight and 4 a.m. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Look, I'll have ideas during the day from driving around or something like that. I'll have idea. I'll try to write them down in my like notes on my phone. Um, or I'll forget to write them down in my notes on my phone. That leads to just even more deep thinking. But yeah, yeah. when I get home and I'm like trying to fall asleep, I'll be laying there thinking of ways to put it together, like connect dots or execute it or something. And it'll just go down this dark rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make anything again. <laughs> but then but then after four or five of those cycles i'll have an idea that is like tangible yeah and that's the best part because then you get like a shock of like energy and get to do the fun part which is like create and have fun and experience joy again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the best is for me my favorite is like I, when you're just like fully immersed in a project and you have it it's just like going well I don't know it's one of the best yeah. um yeah so many things go wrong no matter what you're doing but <laughs> yeah when it's going well and just the creative minds are flowing yep there's no better feeling what it'll was come the- again 
Oh, I'm sure. What was your favorite favorite project you did with the point? God, there were so many good ones, at least for me. Um, you were involved in all of them. You were well, yeah, I know, but maybe other people didn't like them. Um, I think I liked the photo shoot that we did for your first hoodie drop. Oh, and outfits. Yeah. That was fun. And, and you like sitting up on that ledge. Mm -hmm. I like those photos. Um, the first photo shoot that I did like post pandemic, I had like all of this pent up energy and basically like made 10 girls who lived on the point wake up at 5 a.m. We like walked out to the point, mm -hmm. you know, it was low tide. And we took like these crazy photos. It was like Isabella and Sally and like those girls. Mm -hmm. And there's one photo where like Isabella's head's back. And every time I like tell somebody that I used to like do fashion magazine stuff in college, like that's the photo that I bring up. I think it's just so like Fairfield, but not, I don't know. I just think it's dope. And there was the horse, there was the horse. Um, oh, the, yeah, I do remember seeing that one. Where was yeah. that? was at my roommate's farm. Okay. Yeah, really cool. Five animals. There was, I mean, there were a lot of fun ones. The Halloween contest was pretty funny. Halloween contest, we did a Black Lives Matter um, fundraiser. We did a time capsule. I don't know. They were all cool. I loved all the content that I made with uh, James Concanon. I was which... so jealous of all those dinners. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed I was never invited to one still. I mean, you wanted to. You, I, you should have set it up. <laughs> <sighs> that's, yeah, that's fair. So um, Friday or Saturday, it's like, I want to go. And they're like, yeah, let's go. And then just the thoughts, the thought is gone a second later. I know. Well, you know, money doesn't grow on trees for college kids, but. Yeah, that's the craziest thing about Fairfield is it's so, like, obviously, you know, it's a great private school. School itself is expensive, but it's the area. And there's not much to do besides eat and drink. Eat and drink and shop. Leaving of age. Um, yeah, it's eat, drink. I wish there was one like guys shopping here. There's none, but. I mean, now that Sona opened up, Bloomingdale's and. Morning, normal mall. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're not a West West Coast people don't like malls. I think I'm a I'm a mall girl. I like malls, just I, not I, that mall. I'm thinking about it. We don't have like a ton of we like shopping centers like outdoors. Oh, I'm literally from a town that's known because of the mall. So I find a lot of comfort in just look walking around and like looking at clothing mm -hmm. and 
possibly purchasing some of it. I yeah. I'm really I'm either not I'll walk through and touch everything, I won't buy a thing because I will never <laughs> make up my mind. Or spend a lot of way too much money on an outfit. I, when, I, when I go down to New York for a weekend, usually on Saturdays, I wander around the, the day by myself. And oh. I went, this is in October. I was in the city. I went and bought a pair of shoes. I was checking out and the cashier was like looking over my shoulder. I had no idea what she was looking at. I turned around. Little Uzi was just like sitting there tying shoes on like the bench and the sneaker store was trying stuff on. It was pretty cool. And I was debating buying the shoes and I was like, I got to do it now. I can't back out. Oh my God. Yeah. Where'd you go? Stadium goods? No, it was called. Let me find the name of it. But I got per. So I got like those purple camo babes as I have. District. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's called District One. Oh, cool. And I walked across the street. There's this other store because I really wanted to wear the purple shoes, but I didn't have an outfit ready to match with camo purple shoes. Uh-huh. So I went and got, I like showed them to the guy and I was like, yeah, I just need something for this. And he's like, all right, it's going to be fun. Was that is so dangerous, Max. Yeah, it, it was definitely dangerous, but I saw Uzi. It was cool. My day was made. It's fun. And then, yeah, I really pissed. I wore the shoes out because I got decently dirty for. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wore a new yeah. pair of Jordans out Friday night and they're suede. And I was like freaking out the whole time. And this guy spilled his beer on them. And I thought I was going to get kicked out of the bar. That's yeah, that's the one thing. I mean, I feel like people don't really wear like nice sneakers out at college anyways, because most bars and houses are pretty disgusting. But Fairfield houses were the worst because it was that like, you know, that layer of just beer, whatever liquid on the ground. But then it was mixed in with sand from the beach. (laughs) I mean, I destroyed like a many, many pairs of pretty nice shoes, senior year. Yeah, I was pretty good about not wearing my good ones out. And then for some reason, I think it'd be like a good idea to wear them to the grave, but like I can get away with it. And then it was just, no. And then a house shot plops down on your foot. And it's red and just looks like coughs are up. Oh. <laughs> not great. Not great. Uh- well, I feel like this conversation is making me feel more creative. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, the goal of this podcast is to inspire its listeners, but, you know, for inspiring guests, uh, I guess we're doing the job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I got what I needed. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, if you, and as always, if you, I got to find, I want to find some more work if you have time that you can start helping with warm up life, if you would like to. I mean, I'm a sucker. I'll do anything. <laughs> I just like to get in there and create stuff. And it, it was always like, if I, I would know what I wanted, but I didn't know how to do it. There was a 95% chance you knew how to do it. So I could be like, I don't know. How do I make this happen? 
and for the most part i would be i would be so open to you if you were like i'll show you but you're just like let me just get it done real quick and i would just be above and beyond my expectations and i was just like let's go this i mean is- it's funny because we're probably two of the biggest like clowns at fairfield oh yeah. and i don't know how we ever accomplished anything because it would be like should we do this shoot today no i physically can't move <laughs> And then like three days later, one of us would be like, okay, maybe we should do it today. Like, yeah, we like, it was great. Cause we would always make them work with very like minimum things. Mm-hmm. That's one of the good things about Fairfield and all the like, creative people I met is everyone's been, especially with Wonderful Life, everyone's been great about always helping out. Like we did this, I mean, you just been part of the company essentially sass modeled for when i did the black and green stuff mm-hmm. for the first time in the first like sweatsuit when kelsey and meg modeled it's been great and it's so cool because people just like buy into the message of it and yeah and you share it and it was always cool and i mean you were there for a lot of them because half the time like we'd be talking about what i want for life and probably wearing what won't fly out and someone would come mm-hmm. up and have this like crazy story or and it would just be like it'd be like a Friday or Saturday night so we'd be we'd be drinking and just be like the last thing on my mind would be you know anything mental health related and yeah I'd be like damn it just like sobers you up for a second lets you like think about how just everyone is dealing with different things and yeah and cool I feel like your brand and this message got engraved into like the DNA makeup of our grade at Fairfield and like you started a lot of conversations for people about mental health and you know you didn't share your story while we were there but I think that like when people start a brand like this they don't really realize like what they're doing for the people who are like following and listening and like supporting and that was kind of like the beauty of it was that like you didn't need to tell your story for a long time because people, you know, they didn't have to hear it to know that like it was, you know, worth talking about. And I'm sure you inspired a lot of people to have conversations with their friends about it in college too. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that obviously means the world to me. And I mean, that was a big reason why I put the whole video out and why I kind of started to think more about it and just what I went through was seeing just like even like with the littlest of effort just not like littlest of effort like I've worked hard at all of it and put it in but just um like making the one sweatshirt at first and just like putting it towards the cause and how much it started people talking about mental health and then you know as we kind of grew it and turned into more deeper conversations with people it kind of just what like stuck into my head like okay I need to do this mm-hmm. uh, for myself and for you know to help everyone else in the best way I can and try to get that message out there and spread I mean it's selfless because you donate the money and you like create the conversations and yeah you know. cool. and I'm really trying to find more way ways to do more than just donate mm-hmm. which we're working on trying to get this podcast going i really want to just make like a storytelling platform 
somehow. That's what I'm working. That's yeah. the next phase. And then keep the keep the clothing going along with it. But then just really open it up and just start conversations. And I think the most powerful thing is, is I feel like for I feel like myself to a, or me to a lot of people at Fairfield, I was like a very normal kid, a very normal mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And so I think my story helped people see that just this can happen to anyone. And yeah. Um, because that's what everyone else's response has been to me is like when I would have no idea they've gone through anything or like you're you're seem more normal than I am. Like, I don't know. Like, but it's it's the lacrosse, Max. What about it that makes me normal? Or like I think it's like, I don't know, at Fairfield, like being on a sports team like creates a hierarchy and people sometimes like don't think that those people are also real human beings that's fair because like maybe you don't like interact with them as often mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it definitely created a lot of space for people no matter who you were to you know talk about stuff and I feel like you you've always been pretty approachable. Um kind of be. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you are. I, yeah, I feel like I can always like talk to anyone. So let's try it. Like, a lot of people reached out since you shared your story. Yeah, I mean, right when I put the story out last July, there was a ton of comments, ton of um text messages I, I mm-hmm. got a lot of like really long ones from people I was close with or a couple people I was really close with in high school too um who I hadn't talked to for a while but just stuff where it's like like I said you just you you know you have this vision of the person or whoever it could be and you're like damn like they really went through that or like they really had to deal with that or deal with that too um because yeah. you know you just as much as you know someone you really just know like what as the surface and as much as they tell you um which is the scary thing about mental health but it, it's the initial response was great and then as it spread um i get stories every once in a while still or like if i'm out and about different you know visiting different people in different places um mm-hmm. one thing that's one thing that like doesn't have the craziest following but you know my friends and everyone who's gotten stuff wear it everywhere which is nice I mean you're decked out right now and Mm -hmm. more pictures than anyone wearing it but like like Hunter wears it every time I've hopped on one of his Facebook lives or not face Instagram lives um making music and and people are just wearing at bars and stuff which is which is just this crazy thing to me because it starts so many conversations and it's just like when people are out and about but yeah um i own uh i think i own like every single piece from the first three collections you probably you probably have more of it than i do yeah i don't have one of the gray the first gray hoodies anymore oh shit yeah i'm pretty bummed about that one i don't know where i'll send you mine <laughs> keep yours I have more I have more hoodies than I know what to do with um but thank you so much for getting on here and sharing your story um thank you 
you're yeah like i said earlier you know you're probably the you're when i was thinking about this and like the type of stories i want to share you're kind of the one of the first people i wanted to guess just from what you started i mean like i said you were my first creative friends and my first couple of creative friends were the ones who i feel showed me that like you can really do this and that mm-hmm. turn it into something um, yeah and so oh a lot of that to you and then you know oh, a ton of the pretty much all the early content that we were <laughs> I still need to get a camera really badly so I can start shooting stuff on my own but oh well I need one too because mine is you know all the buttons are sticky from beer and it's you know camera. doesn't look that good from senior year but she still gets some use we made the best out of it we did we did we definitely did well thanks for having me of course thank and- you so much um Let's connect soon and get you working on a wonderful life project. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode three and back with episode four next week.